0: So welcome to 2 a.m. at the Frederick News Post newsroom. We are hey. wrapping up. Hey, hey, we are wrapping up a long and arduous election cycle. Very long, very long. Yeah. Uh, but we seem to have a result. Uh, the Associated Press just called Pennsylvania for Donald Trump. So it looks like we are looking at a present elect Trump. Yep.
1: Right. And before we get down to talking about serious stuff i think we should note that we've been at campaign parties all night and Mm -hmm. we actually just got the opportunity to open our first bottles of beer oh yeah
2: sure first
0: bottle Uh uh-huh shout out to Trogues. yes
1: (laughs) and so um do you want to give the numbers jeremy for um donald trump and hillary clinton here in maryland
0: Sure, let's take a quick look. So Hillary seems to have gotten about 59.5% of the vote, and Donald Trump got about 348 of the vote, which is not surprising considering Maryland is a true blue state. Right.
1: That's right. So I actually, I was at the um, Republican Central Committee watch party tonight, and I had a short interview with Billy Shreve, who even during a time when things weren't actually looking that up for um, the candidate Donald Trump, he was very optimistic uh
2: they have uh said that trump has won florida so winning florida definitely propels him in the direction of winning the uh, entire race
1: so it's early tonight we're still looking state by state says pennsylvania michigan too close to call right now um how are you feeling
2: feeling great um just the momentum since uh you know september of last year has been incredible behind donald trump Uh, It's like nothing I've ever seen. Working on his campaign has been like nothing I've ever experienced. He's a top-notch guy, knows what he's doing, knows how to get things done, and uh, people that get their hands dirty support him.
1: And what do you think about the future of the Republican Party? There have been some establishment Republicans, Governor John Kasich in Ohio, um, some non-insignificant figures who have been less than enthusiastic this year, our own governor, Governor Larry Hogan. So how do you think the party will move forward after tonight?
2: I think if Donald Trump wins, the party will move forward without them. I think they uh, took a strategic position saying, hey, we we don't need to get on board and people will still elect us. I can tell you that Larry Hogan has an uphill battle to get Republicans on his side because people are pissed off.
1: And in Frederick County, the last time I looked, I'll verify this, but the numbers were very close in terms of um, votes in the presidential race for either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. This county hasn't voted for a a Democrat for president since 1964. If this county ends up voting Democrat for president, what do you think that means for Frederick
2: County? Um, I think it'll never happen. So, uh, you know, the numbers are getting tighter as we have more and more people moving in from Montgomery County. Um, but uh, we have more independence. The growth is in the unaffiliated uh, party, and uh, they usually break Republican. So I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: So there's a lot to talk about there. That was an incredibly incendiary comment about Governor Hogan. He's very popular, and his stance mm-hmm. um, against uh, Donald Trump was actually widely respected around the state.
1: That stance did, in fact, improve his poll numbers according to some of the numbers that we have. And I just want to note here that on election night, the governor did confirm that instead of voting for either of the major candidates, he instead wrote in the name of his father, Frederick County resident Larry Hogan, Sr. (laughs) And um, if it's okay, I did also want to correct one thing um, and make clear that at the time I was speaking with Councilman Shreve, Um, There were more votes for Hillary Clinton in Frederick County, but alas, um, Donald Trump did indeed carry the county. Um, He had about 56,000 votes to just under 52,000 votes for Hillary Clinton.
0: Still a lot closer than uh, previous elections, though, right?
1: A bit closer than previous elections, yes.
0: So the presidential race wasn't the only one that sort of uh, went contrary to kind of where we thought things were heading. Uh, the Board of Education race also went in a different direction. Can you very tell us about much. That? Yeah, very much. So, uh, Cindy Rose, who's a, a Republican, the only Republican in the race, a controversial figure, she had advocated for l- local control. She hammered this point, and she was widely expected to take the seat because the GOP base in the county had only encouraged. Uh, people to vote for her. Right. Um, and
1: and we did see Republicans carry in the presidential race and the Senate race in Frederick yeah, County. Yeah. It's
0: again, we're going over Frederick County numbers, there's still a huge Republican base here. So, it was expected that she would come in because those who Traditionally perform the best in the primary election, go on to take the general. So instead, we had the trio of Democrats: um, incumbent Joy Schaefer, which is not a surprise; uh, Mike Beninsky, and the surprise was Ken Kerr, the Frederick Community College professor, who came in fourth in the primary election but came in second in the general. So let's hear some comments from them, starting with Ken Kerr, and then Joy Schaefer and Mike Beninsky. Uh, Ken, how does it feel to win tonight? Feels much better than two years ago, uh, when I lost by 43 votes. Looks uh, like this this uh, election is a uh, turning out much better in my favor. I, well, I I'd, I'd like to continue my work with aligning the high school experience with college and career readiness.
2: Well, I am. Again, honored to for people to have cast a ballot with my name on it. That's an honor and a huge responsibility. And I just wanna thank Frederick County for coming out to vote. Um, it's so important these local races are what shape our county.
0: I feel really blessed that so many people decided that uh, I was worth voting for. And um, I, in this, these nine months, um, I've heard so many wonderful statements from students Uh, former students of mine. It was just really, really um, inspiring to know that I touched people and to know that they were willing to vote for me. It's really nice. So I went on in my interview with them to talk about the major concerns that the school system is going to be facing over the next four years, which is their term.
1: And what are some of those things?
0: Capital costs are a major issue. School construction, testing, uh, which Cindy Rose ran on, this idea of too much testing, local control.
2: So I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. I'm not going to stop you know, advocating and doing everything I've been doing and point out the flaws and try to get local control back, and we'll see if this board is willing to do that.
1: And we had another local race on Tuesday, which was a little bit less suspenseful. That was the contest between State Senator Jamie Raskin and Emmitsburg attorney Dan Cox. Jamie Raskin was widely believed to um, be favored in that race, which is in the 8th district, which is a heavily Democratic district here in the state.
0: And so how much did Raskin actually win by?
1: So Raskin ended up taking about... 59.2% 59.2% of the vote in the district compared to about 35.7% for Dan Cox. it's a big margin. Well, In Raskin's campaign speech, he even went on to talk about his um, supporters and how they didn't only just come out to support him, but how they had also turned out to get out the vote efforts on behalf of other Democrats in Virginia and in Pennsylvania.
2: And to District 20... Uh Wow, this is a rowdy crowd. You must be Democrats. Anybody
1: yeah. have to go to PA or VA to campaign?
2: Yeah. A round of applause
1: for our road warriors. Well, you know, it looks like it's Jamie Raskin's night, so
0: I congratulate him. And I'm excited to see that we uh, you know, very honored to receive a strong vote in Frederick County. It looks like we won Frederick County. Um, very, very excited to see those numbers. Cox is right. He actually did carry Frederick County. He received about 37,116 votes compared to Raskin's 19,130 votes.
1: Well, and that all relates to a race that really wasn't a surprise. It was one of the first races we heard called tonight. Um, You know, the 8th District is all about Chris Van Hollen, who's leaving, and he wound up getting about 60% of the statewide vote um, for his bid to replace Barbara Mikulski in the U.S. Senate.
0: On the other hand, you have Maryland's 6th Congressional District, which Frederick County is a part of, and it's considered to be one of the most competitive districts in the state.
1: That's right. And particularly this year, the National Republican Congressional Committee singled out Ami Hober as one of 17 Republicans nationwide who they felt stood a good chance of unseating a Democratic incumbent this year. Um, Ultimately, that's not what ended up happening on election night.
0: Here's John Delaney at his watch party. So I'm just so privileged to have the opportunity to represent Maryland's 6th congressional district. Again, I think it's the best congressional district in the United States of America. And I think what we proved with this election is that our approach to governing, which is to look at the world the way it is, bring new ideas to bear, and work in a bipartisan manner is what the country wants us to do.
1: Over at the Republican Watch Party, Ami Hober reflected on what this campaign meant to her on a personal level.
2: Over, for which I'm very grateful. Uh, We ended up with a lot of friends, all of you in this room, and I have considered you friends for months now, and will continue to do so.
1: In the Booth is produced by Graham Collin, Chris Sands, Jeremy Bowerwolf, and me. Our theme music is courtesy of FNP reporter and rocker Kelsey Luce. If it's politics and it's Frederick, we hope you'll join us for the conversation in the Booth.